that's a massive misconception with the energy pricing, you know, increasing and increasing as it is. And lots of people, are, especially when you talk about EV charges, for example, you know, I've got an EV vehicle and I have my EV tariff. So like you right. say, 40 yep. off peak during normal peak times, but uh, 7.5p and off peak. Yeah. Well, why can't you use that period when you're off peak to charge batteries up? Hello and welcome to another CEF Tech Talking podcast. We've got a bit of a road show going on, Dave, haven't we? We're in Blackpool now. Yeah, we've been saw, seeing the lights. I saw the tower. We drove down the Golden Mile. Got to get some rock. Got to get some rock. <laughs> Let's get some rock. But yeah, can't go, don't go home without the rock. Don't do it. Just some funny shaped rocky one. <laughs> <laughs> You got the ICS rock at all? Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, we should be getting some, yeah. development. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you uh, join us here today to talk about battery storage. Lots of people are talking about this, Dave. Lots of people want to know about it. So we thought we'd come to the place that knows everything about this, Blackpool. And we've got here with us, we've got Stuart. Stuart, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, what is it you do and who do you do it for? Hello, well, I'm Stuart, Stuart Burton. I'm the Divisional Manager for ICS and you're in Blackpool. So ICS stands for what? Intelligent Charging Systems. So you've probably seen ICS. If you come to a tech talk, you would have definitely seen these because we've been talking lots about electric vehicle charging. And that's really where it started. But with renewables being the way that they are, you've sort of grown into other areas. And one of them is battery storage isn't it for sure yeah. now this battery storage we're all hearing the prices of energy going through the roof only the other day i saw someone suggesting that their standard rate was at 56 pence per kilowatt hour and then their night rate was going to be somewhere around five or six pence per kilowatt hour this automatically thinks why am i dragging the energy off the grid during the day why don't i put it in batteries or even better still create your own energy off panels and then store it into batteries and you guys have been looking at this here because you guys are just about to launch batteries aren't you we certainly are yeah so a range of batteries which are you know stackable scalable but also as well fully integrated with our ev chargers hence you know, yeah the- clever so 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 a battery then basically we, we use batteries in most of our appliances don't we nowadays but batteries coming onto electrical installations this is going to be big isn't it Absolutely huge. You know, every, every trade show we go to, every tech talk we go to, you know, we've got a queue of people and all they want to ask about is battery storage. Yeah. Now, this, this, we've been talking about it for quite a while, Dave. Yeah, we've, we? we've, we've, we've been giving it a push. But I, what I hadn't realised until we had a chat coming here is just how much power you can store and retrieve relatively easily with the systems that you're offering. So what would be a baseline system, just so we get some level of what we can store? Well, obviously, it depends on your, your, your consumption of your property, but we're seeing inquiries now where probably most people are having the one hybrid inverter and then maybe two battery modules, so around about 10 kilowatts worth of storage. So the, the modules. There. Yeah, so yeah, we've got so the module, so 10 kilowatts of storage, but this is going by the hybrid inverter. So tell us the advantages of that. For sure, yeah. So obviously, you know, most people are looking at battery storage predominantly because they've already got uh, solar. Yeah, yeah, PV so on the roof, the, panels on the roof. Yeah, yeah so the, the big benefit of having what we call a hybrid inverter is that you're, you're using the DC uh, energy supplied by the solar panels yeah. going directly into the battery rather than needing to go through an AC kind of conversion uh, to DC, which is obviously giving you losses. So it avoids those losses. Correct. It's a much more efficient way to do it. Okay. Now, these 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 batteries, you said they're stackable. So does that mean they come in certain sized modules? That's right, yeah. So we, we have uh, 5.12 kilowatt hour um, modules and they can be stacked um, up to three physically, but actually up to eight 
batteries in, uh, wired in parallel on the system. So giving you the best part of 41 kilowatt worth of storage. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of battery, isn't For it? For sure, yeah. yeah that'll, yeah. See, that'll see you out. <laughs> if you think about it, average consumption is between sort of 10, 15 for your typical sized home. There are those, obviously, that have got larger demands if you're working from home and you've got electric heating and stuff like that. But typically, when I've been measuring it, it is, it's around about that 10, 15 kilowatt. So three batteries would sort of do a house every day now that's a, a cycle is it you call it a cycle don't you a charge cycle correct yes yeah. so me charging the battery up and then depleting all the energy in that and then having to charge it all up again is one cycle how many can these do mate well ours are, are warranted for 10,000 cycles yeah so over 10,000 well, in reality yeah, here we go Look, 20, Dave's got his fingers and thumbs 20, 26 years oh, that's, yeah that's sort of figure isn't it yeah, yeah that's sure. a long time I mean, that's that's a good life to invest in isn't it Correct. I'm not going to wear out in five years and you think, well, I wasted my cash. Well, I won't be. Let's see the news out, will they? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you a question because we just recently had a 12-hour power cut. Mm-hmm. My wife said if we had batteries, uh, we wouldn't have lost power. Do you, does your system work like that? Because there's a problem. If you, if you come off the grid... You, Correct. The, the yeah. can't you can have these systems set up in various various ways, and one of the way one of the modes that you can have it set up to is to work kind of if that if you have had a power cut and you can work and you can actually run it off grid if you're like anti islanding mode they, they tend yeah. to call it. Yeah. So this is islanding mode. So in order to go into islanding mode, um, it needs to make sure it's got its own reference to earth. So we'd have to install an electrode. That electrode has to be at less, less than, than twenty, 20 ohms. ohms. Yeah. And then yes, Dave, you could have enjoyed the energy stored in the battery. So your twelve hours by candlelight. I know it's romantic. It was very it romantic. Been it was. We did have candlelight in the fire. Yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it was a good thing, but it would have been quite nice. It was quite nice when the power came back. I mean, I mean you, you wouldn't want to be having your electric shower during that period or anything no. like that, but you know, you'd certainly want to protect your, your circuits like your fridge freezer. Fridge freezer and have some basic lighting. Correct, source, yeah. 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 It's Wi Fi nowadays. And the Wi Fi is kicking off. The big one was the Wi Fi yeah. So you can go into islanding mode on these ones. And the other thing that I want to talk about here is. Batteries, right? So these batteries, a lot of people are thinking that they should really only ever go down batteries if they've got PV. That's a massive misconception. You know, like you mentioned in your intro there, with the energy pricing, you know, increasing and increasing as it is. And lots of people, are, especially when you talk about EV charges, for example, you know, I've got an EV vehicle and I have my EV tariff. So like you right. say, 40-odd yep. P during normal peak times, but... Uh, seven and a half p and off peak yeah. well why can't you use that period when you're off peak to charge batteries up yeah you don't know if you're charging a car or charging the battery to use later on do you? or both C- can you decide what goes where indeed so whether you put it into the house installation whether it goes back to the grid or into your battery, you can decide all that can you yeah certainly on again i can only talk about our product but certainly yeah. on our product yeah we've got that full integration you know we, we use our app where you can then select the operating mode so again choose whether or not it's coming directly from the grid and you can choose that on your on, on your car charger actually as well as well as your inverter so you've got yeah you've got full functionality using our and, and how do you do that is this an app presumably it's an app just, just an app, an app. Just an app. <laughs> nowadays isn't it you just got to get an app i mean you can stand in your attic and go on the programming uh, module if you really want to or you can just get your phone out on your sofa and, and, and change the mode you know, it's, it's up to you really. I'm glad you mentioned the bit about uh, it's been up in the attic so right these batteries do they have to go in the attic or where else can we put them well the, our units are IP65 so you can use them outdoors or indoors 65 that's yeah, pretty good 65 is pretty good, good yeah and that's temperature wise they're okay out there in a yeah, cold winter sure, yeah, yeah. You've, you've got a quite a big operating mode these days you know that minus 10 to you know, 40 
odd degree. Now, so. we, we, we have heard, I mean, and talking to the guys here when we were spending a bit of time in the earlier, yes, we are seeing temperatures now in the winter in the UK that can drop <coughs> below that, especially if there's wind chill, you never know in some areas, but that won't necessarily mean the inverter is going to switch off because, again, when it starts to uh, charge uh, and it starts to deplete the energy, at that point, it's going to start to get a little bit warmer. It would drop above that that. At, uh, at operating temperature so it'll work just as not as quick or as efficiently as you want like a while to warm it's up just not that. as efficient yeah. isn't it? If, yeah, for those people driving electric cars you know your, your range is massively reduced in really cold weather it's only yeah. it's a similar kind of thing but you've got better technology in the in the battery storage using LFP batteries for example rather than L- LFP batteries what's the, what's the battery technology there then yeah yeah just, so it's just briefly run us through the stages of battery evolve, evolution then where are we well, initially, people were using you know, sealed lead acid batteries, yeah, you know, big car batteries wet. stacked up, and yeah. you know, absolutely, you would need a huge bank of batteries to you know, to power. I up remember on. going around topping them up, mate. Yeah, Well, there used to be emergency light systems that worked off those types of batteries, and part of our maintenance job was to go around and top them up, to yeah. them, top the batteries. Probably, probably getting high, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great job. I love it. <laughs> so, so then, of course, we moved to you know higher density you know batteries, so the lithium battery cells. Yeah. Yeah, and, and all the rest of it. So, certainly in, the, in, the, in terms of lithium, you've got your, your two different technologies. So you've got lithium ion, which which is great again, very dense, but yeah. you you do have the issue with thermal runaway. Mm. So, right. So yeah, okay. th- th- we'll thermal runaway. Mm. So, <laughs> where, where where are we with this one? So we're now the the next dent generation. Which the is the a LFP. It's a safer. Yeah. So even if you puncture an LFP battery, you're not likely to get a thermal runaway. Really? Oh, right. Okay. But just going back to the whole thermal thing, what sort of protective measures are available um on any you know decent battery storage system you've got a, you know, a battery management system so yeah. you've got safety features inherent with that so a lot of them or certainly our products in particular will actually monitor individual battery cells you know, right. so mani- monitor the voltage man- yeah. monitor the temperature if that temperature starts to get too high what happens well, the, the battery itself will kind of degrade itself, and so it, it's not running at, at full pelt okay. in the first instance. But then, if it's because of an issue, and, and you're getting you know a hotter and hotter um, um, battery itself, we've also got additional safety features now. So we think we're one of you know, very few people in the marketplace to actually have a, a, an anti-fire suppression device. You see, if, the, if, this, mm. if I'm putting it up in the loft. And knowing full well that there's that peace of mind, if it was going wrong up there, that it is going to look after itself mm. rather than burn me house down. <laughs> that's, that's, that's quite because me and you've spoken about thermal. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, the fact that you're now using this new battery technology means so you don't get that. It basically which is great. will not combust. It will always kill itself before it combusts. Is what you're saying. Well, yeah, they, they, they set it for certain temperatures, 140, 160 degrees C, mm. whatever, whatever it is. But again, if, you, if you're having a battery at that temperature, you're in real trouble yeah, anyway. Got, yeah, so, problems, so you once you get over that kind of temperature, that's when it kicks in and it's in its you know, various chemical formulas and it's pulsing and it's and it stops it from actually combusting in so the first some place. Fire suppression within mm. it. That's, that's, that's quite. That's quite. quite now nice. we've been talking for about ten minutes so far. So anybody that's still listening is interested. <laughs> so if they were going to think about these installations, how complex is it for a, a, a sparks well it's fairly straightforward it's, it's, i wouldn't say it's plug and play but it's certainly from a from an installation point of view you know fairly straightforward these days to be honest with you a lot of people are replacing existing inverters so you've already yeah. got the you've already got the infrastructure in there so you replace your existing ac coupled inverter to a dc coupled 
hybrid inverter yeah uh, and then you connect it's in your battery modules which are stackable and if you're using our products you've got the quick connectors as well so you're connecting between the, the battery and the inverter and what sort of cable runs are, are ideal you want to keep the dc as short as possible for yeah. very much so dc you know, without a doubt as short as possible you're just going to need huge cables if you're yeah. putting some so it's, it's charging at quite a large amount of amps then that's the, the dc side so you need to keep them as short as possible isolation is a big thing people think because they've got isolation uh, on a normal pv system that that's okay and adequate for a battery system as well it's not you're gonna have to add one or two more at least one more isolator as you go through yeah. into that battery yeah, yeah. storage system so and specifically a dc isolator with the one yeah you are yeah. if you're doing that dc coupled uh yes without a doubt you're gonna need another one of those there now there's a feature we haven't talked about here which i understand is quite if not unique, is certainly very special on yours, and that's the C chart, the discharge rate. Yeah, this their discharge well, is a bit. Yeah, yeah because you that. can sustain a full full one C, C discharge yeah. for full one indefinitely. C. Yes, one C means what? Basically, the full capacity. So if we've got a five kilowatt inverter, for example, so yeah. that that's you know giving you that full best part of twenty two amps output continuously. Right. That's amazing. Mm. So that so that's 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 what you could be consuming from the battery. Anything more than that. So if you want, if you got a, a load that was 30, 21 would come from the battery, the rest would come from the grid. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you don't need to... Yeah, don't worry be about it. You can only around, use yeah. a little bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> Your house will still work, yeah. but some of it will come from the battery. Yeah, and that, that's that's important, you know, because if you're trying to save money by using one of these battery systems, you want it to be used as much as possible. Yeah. You, you want to rely on the grid as least as you put, as least as possible. Now, you've had these under under test here and we we know through doing the the pure maths if you're looking at what people's energy bills are likely to be uh, battery storage if it's installed correctly can reduce the bill to, by about 90 percent of what people are expecting to pay mm-hmm. I, I mean i'm seeing this i can talk personally here uh, looking at my bill my next 12 months have been projected they suggest it's going to be somewhere around 18 or oh, one thousand eight hundred pound for my electric yeah. and looking at this technology it would dramatically reduce it to about 200 quid the payback is starting to become quite significant now isn't it quite quickly mm. uh, any sense of how quickly you would recoup the installation cost at, at these current rates and maybe inflated rates it's, it's difficult to say from being honest you know every every installation is different and we do we do generalize from time to time but it really does need you to to have a look at what what your consumption is and probably just as importantly when your consumption is as well yeah know. And, and the style of the lifestyle, Correct, I mean, you've got yeah. electric vehicle and all that model. I mean, the, the electric vehicle bit, I mean, effectively, it's another big battery, isn't it? So you'd be charging the battery in the home and then the battery on the, on the drive. Yeah, it gives you so, huge capacity, so you've doesn't got it, to store quite a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the, 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 the app works with that, does it not? So the app would allow you to determine whether it's the car that gets charged or whether you're using it for your shower. Yeah, that's quite an important USP from our point of view, from ICS. So we've got the capability of being able to choose. Uh, if you're using that battery for your car, because obviously, you know, my car is 90 kilowatt battery. You know, so yeah. you're talking five, 10 kilowatt battery modules, for example. Yeah. That's a drop in the ocean of your full <laughs> battery charge. But so you might not necessarily want all of that battery being used to charge your vehicle. So, so some of the other product out in the marketplace isn't smart enough to understand what load is being asked for. Yeah, Whereas yeah. On, the, on our app, we've got that capability of being able to choose where, where it comes from and where it goes to. Yeah. And as we reach the end of this, let's just go through a quick checklist. If somebody is now listening, thinking, I want to get into this thing, I want to understand it. What are the, what are the key features that you need to look for in a good, efficient battery story system? Okay, well, you, you need to make sure you, you, you're providing enough enough capability for your needs. So, you know, the, the bigger the size inverter, for instance, is probably a, a decent thing to look at first. Yep. The battery technology, make sure you're looking at LFP4, you know, Life Hypo 4 
uh, battery technology, mm-hmm. obviously for the safety, because obviously that's something that's yeah, paramount that's, for yeah, everybody. I mean, yeah. you, you, and this discharge rate. And the discharge rate and the charge rate as well. You know, the, the, charge the, the charge rate is probably less important, but certainly the discharge rate, making sure you, you can get all of that power all of the time. Because there's no point having a, a really big battery with loads of energy sat there where it can only take an amp <laughs> off at a time. Yes. <laughs> is there? Imagine that you'd never actually fully discharge it. Exactly that. Started yeah. to charge up again. You know, the whole point of it is that you want to reduce your reliance on the grid. So you want, yeah. you want a piece of equipment that you can maximise that. I think the fact that these guys have cracked the technology now and you can get 10,000 life cycles or charge cycles of this one just goes to prove that technology works really. oh i'm impressed by that i mean that's that'll see me out and we do oh, yeah, yeah well that's you done <laughs> isn't it right okay so if anyone wants a, a, a reasonably used battery <laughs> dave's gonna take dave will oh, take about five it. years of it <laughs> you're not reading any long books are you mate <laughs> right thank you very much for listening to it. if you're liking this you should share tell everyone about it go and scream it from the rooftops and uh, thank you very much Stuart, for joining us you're welcome My uh, pleasure. thank you for listening to this one and if you're watching on youtube thank you very much again Thank you for joining us on another CF Tech Talking Podcast.